Welcome to this episode of the Life After Life podcast, Finding the Path from Grief to Peace, with me, your host, Christine Marie. I hope this episode provides some support and understanding for you in your journey. There is more information at the end of the episode to support you on your path. I hope this brings you much healing, light, and blessings. Hi, this is Christine Marie, and I'm here talking about life after life, finding the journey from grief to peace. As you may know, if you've listened to previous podcasts in 2012, my son passed, and I started my grief journey in 2012. And today we're going to talk about forgiveness. And I think what's really interesting is that forgiveness is one of the toughest conversations. I forgot who, I think it was my friend Kit, who mentioned, he's a medium, and he said that forgiveness is one of the hardest conversations he's ever has to really have sometimes when he talks with people who have loved ones that passed. And um, my journey has been so odd. I could have never told you I was going to land here and be even speaking this podcast in 2012. So where you are in your journey is so significant as to what you can take in. And so if you're, you know, two months, three months in your journey, there's there's a lot of healing that has to go on for you emotionally. And uh, I talk about that in my book, Soul Truths, where the, the heart really gets broken and the heart does really need to heal. It is a very very true thing that the heart needs to heal and there's so many things we can do to heal our heart and part of healing our heart is healing the way we think Uh, truly 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 if we can heal the way we think my gosh we could heal the world Um, that's another conversation for another time obviously but um, when we think about healing we have to talk about forgiveness because forgiveness is not always easy and forgiveness has many different aspects to it uh you know my son there was nothing his family wouldn't have done for him i don't believe that uh i believe addiction is a maladaptive coping mechanism it's a way that we don't cope and when you study the science behind addiction it hijacks the brain. There's so much stuff that happens, but there's been so much conditioning that addiction is a, a weakness, addiction is that. And if you really, really lift up the carpet and start to study the real science, nah, that's not actually true. Um, but that's another conversation for another time. So I just knew that Brennan was in a struggle, and I knew he was in a struggle for his life. And as I said, we tried to do everything we could, and um, a lot of family members were very angry with him. And um, because when you have that kind of illness in your family, when you have that kind of dysfunction, it really creates a lot of resentment. And, you know, forgiveness is needed on both sides of the veil. And what do I mean by that? So, you know, as I was saying, when I was thinking about this journey, I could have never pictured myself where I am, sort of kind of just thrust you in, you're literally picked up and thrown into another whole version of your life that perhaps you didn't even expect. And so, um, 
My life actually found me recently in a mediumship training, which I never thought I would have ever done. I've always connected to angels, always connected to angel energy, love angel energy, studied angel energy for years, but something came along in my path where I was actually helping a client. And so I said, okay, I guess I'm going to learn how to do this. And I'm really glad I did because it showed me something so different than I understood. And it's really like for me, just switching a channel from you know, tapping into angel energy versus tapping into a loved one's energy. And so what I saw in the first class was, wow, forgiveness is needed on both sides. And I think about if I'm holding unforgiveness for Brandon, in a sense, I'm holding him in a part of his soul back. I don't know how to ex- actually explain that. Um, again, if you haven't listened to other podcasts, really briefly, if we are 99.9% energy, that's 99.99999. You know, you can read Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Great book, talks a lot about that kind of science. Um, even Greg Braden talks a lot about the science that we are energy. Then we can recognize that we do go on because thermodynamics says we can't, energy can't be destroyed. So something happens, right? We don't know what, or at least this, this, this life after life conversation is just not going to go there. Um, because everybody has different beliefs and that's okay. It really is okay. I can accept your beliefs. I just work under mine and my beliefs help me go forward and I create the happiness that I have today. And so when I think about um, the other side and I think about holding unforgiveness, so what is forgiveness? As a hypnotherapist, I actually work with this a lot, even with people who are still here. Um, And I always try to teach that. So forgiveness is never forgiving the act, the behavior. Forgiveness is recognizing the other person as a soul. And so if you can separate the person and the soul and the person from the behavior that we're not forgiving, can you see a difference where When you look at the soul, you can perhaps recognize that was not the intention of the soul. And as humans, we come in here and sometimes we can have huge limitations. I have limitations. I know I've made major mistakes in my life, but those mistakes have actually helped me learn and grow. And in another podcast, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about soul contracts because that's a little out there. Um, And in this one, I really just want to focus on forgiveness. So, and I say out there, you've never heard of that concept. It'll take a little while to explain what that means. So um, we do come in with soul contracts, agreements to, I'll help you learn that lesson. Oh, you need to learn that lesson. Okay, good. I'll do that. And and I actually do believe children come in to teach their parents lessons. And that's kind of crazy. A lot of people might not be able to wrap their head around that concept. But I do believe our children teach us more than we ever really even banked on. So um, with forgiveness, I always will ask my client, is the person you're not willing to forgive, is that person mean or inherently evil or wishing to commit malice to you? Or was it just a limitation of their being? And then creating a commonality by understanding, I too probably, meaning, you know, asking my client, have you ever 
really hurt somebody, not out of malice, but out of just limitation, whatever that might be. And I, I often try to have clients not stand in judgment of them, their limitations. It is how we come in. So just limitation in and of itself. And can we see how we're just souls on this journey that um, would they themselves want forgiveness for that shortcoming? And if they themselves would want that same forgiveness, could they extend that to their loved one? Can they separate their loved one from their soul and recognize it was an experience created for lessons? And maybe it was lessons for them, or maybe it was lessons for the other soul. Uh, each soul contract is very unique. And so forgiveness becomes a journey of um, releasing. And I love the conversation of releasing. Uh, we want to renew. We want to renew. We want to renew. We want to renew. But what do we want to let go of? <laughs> and you can't renew until you release. And so releasing and the release, the releasing of that person, releasing of whatever harbor, whatever... Um, you're holding against that person for that non-forgiveness. I mean, a lot of people could hold stuff against Brendan because of all the things that his crazy addiction sort of had him do. And, you know, the interesting thing in my family is nobody really remembers that. They just remember the love. And I do believe that when we return as souls, that's what we remember. We remember the love. We, We don't Remember here that we're all caught up in our lives and our stories. So like, what's your story? What What's your story of your life? It's the story you're telling. You're co-creating that. And do you want to create another story? And so forgiveness, when you forgive, you're releasing not only that other person, but you're releasing that energy from you. Once it was said to me very, 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 very long time. Not forgiving is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die, which in this conversation seems a little odd to be saying that. But literally, it hurts you more to be in a non-forgiving space. It is a constricted space. It is a ungiving space. And when we're not giving, we are closed down. And so by removing that, and we never forgive, so we forgive the person we don't excuse the behavior. We don't say, oh, that behavior is acceptable. Yeah, that's okay. No, because many times, no, that behavior is not acceptable. And and I am not one to say, you know, this can take some pretty seriously deep work because I know even from just my practice, I sometimes can't even imagine how people have lived through what they've lived through because um, some of it is really very, very incredible stuff. So it is a process and and maybe for me to forgive what I've had to forgive is very different from what other people have had to forgive. And I respect, honor and understand that. But in honoring you, what if you could forgive, meaning release that you write that soul a letter, you say, okay, I understand this is what happened and I'm willing now to give you forgiveness and that can maybe happen through stretching the mind, stretching the understanding of the real limitation of that person. You know, we would never expect a two-year-old to ride a bike without training wheels. We'd never expect a five-year-old to give a speech at a senior high school graduation. But we do put very silent expectations on others. And I don't believe that we all came come into this 
world with the same ability. And I believe that we're all very different, meaning that, you know, how your memories were created and how you perceive the world is very different how I perceive the world. NLP teaches how, um, you know, we are creating maps in our mind and there's no two maps alike. And when you look at neuroscience, they recognize how memories are being uh, uh, stored. And here, here's an interesting tidbit. And I encourage you, Brennan always said, think for yourself. Don't take it from me. This is just my experience and what I've learned. Um, and really, I mean that I've learned because I've gone on and I've done the exploration. I've done more in depth reading. But when we think about, um, forgiveness and we think about the neuroscience that's out there today they've really done so much extensive research that's like my favorite field i love how the brain works i love neuroscience because the more i can understand the way this beautiful machine between my head works the more i can realize how much i can impact the way i live and so neuroscience is really showing that we are creating memories and memories our combination of what we already know to be true, which means our belief system, and that doesn't necessarily mean true, it just means how we put things together, and really what we're taking in and what we see and how we perceive things. So let me see if I'm saying this right. Um, it's a combination of what we call fact and fiction. It confabulates, it makes things up. And I always think about movies like the matrix and you think about things like the secret and oftentimes my clients will come in here and they will tell me so much of what they don't want and then I ask them well what do you want and so I'll ask you what do you want can you shift your focus on how would extending this forgiveness change your life what would you be releasing so that you could clear that space and bring in some wonderful, new, incredible energy into your life, into your body, into your mind instead? Would it be different? And how and what if you knew that in that forgiveness, you were untethering that soul, you were freeing that soul to go forward? I know for me, I don't want to hold unforgiveness in my heart. The funny thing for me, the harder part was forgiving myself. It's so easy for me to forgive others because I can look at it from this whole conversation I've just had with you. However, I hold myself to a much different standard, and that's where we bring in the inner critic, that inner critic voice that is never-ending the judger, and how no matter what, I can't use the same measurement scale with myself that I can with others. There's much more leeway when I talk about others than, than I do with myself. And that is a very sad fact. And so in my journey, I, I really could have named a number of times of, well, what if I did this differently? And what if I did that differently? And so where did my unforgiveness leave me? In, in very low states, in states of shame, in states of guilt, in states of grief, and again, that lower vibrational energy. And I've had to go this through this process more than once. It's like they say it's like peeling layers of onions, peeling layers of onions, peeling layers of onions. And so I've gone through the the self-forgiveness process a couple of times. And recently, it dawned on me, well, if God forgives me, who am I not to? And perhaps you don't believe in God, 
But what if there was a higher energy source? What if you were truly here just learning your lessons and the other souls in your life said, oh, we'll help you learn because we love you. And when you think about that, that is the greatest form of love. And, you know, when I do past life work, there's a preface of the conversation. And again, some people may take this in. Some of you may not. It's just part of the process that I use in here. And I did have one person that actually had been kind of bullied. It wasn't that it was very um, ancient times and uh, what do they call those kind of beliefs, superstitious beliefs and uh, kind of forced to by uh, her leadership and, and and those powers that were behind her. And she was a man in that life. And what winded up happening was because she knew what she did as a soul was wrong. She actually didn't forgive herself even at the time of death and she died and she fragmented a part of her soul and that part of her soul stayed away from her oversoul, the oversoul that Michael Newton talks about for over 500 years. And that's a story that happened in here. And in that past life, life between life, we were able to release that and we were able to reconnect that part of her soul to her, to her oversoul. It was just very freeing. And so to me, the lesson is on forgiveness, on whether we have to forgive others or whether we have to forgive ourselves. And I, for me, the harder part for me is forgiving myself. And so it's what voice is playing in my head. And I always know we have that inner critic. I know I have it, and I had it very loudly. And what I try to teach my clients is, well, you know that voice in your head, that, that inner critic that goes off, would you ever use that voice on a friend? And most people go, well, no. And I, and I say, why? And they say, well, because it's really not nice. I go, and? We, we treat ourselves to different standards. And so, you know, I'm going to wrap this up in, in two different ways. I would love you to start to become aware of your friend voice. That voice you use for your friends so that when that judger, that critic comes up, you can say, wait a second, what would the friend say? And just try to start to do that. Become mindful of what voice is going off, what you're telling yourself, because you're telling yourself a lot of stuff. I invite you to start to really begin to think, what does forgiveness look like? And what would I gain from giving forgiveness? What would I add to my life? See, when we don't give, that's a matter of subtraction in my head. When I give, it's a matter of addition. And so what can I add to my life? And so I, I truly believe that forgiveness is a gift. It's a gift we give ourselves, and it's a way we free ourselves from whatever energy may have caused us disharm. And in forgiving yourself for whatever shortcomings helps you connect to the wiser part of your soul, helps you connect to a part of you that knows why you came. Perhaps you came for that lesson. You know, our souls are here on a journey. We're having a human experience in a very, very, very difficult time. There's no, there's no real solidness to where we are right now. There's a lot of upheaved systems, and that's part of, you know, what we experience here, which doesn't make for, for a comfortableness. And so when we talk about forgiveness, I believe it's a talk on freeing oneself from one side of a chain or another. 
And I'll ask you, I know that there's probably some people listening that are still very angry. But at the end of the day, is that anger getting you a benefit? Is that anger giving you life? What if you could let go of that anger for you? Because you're worth it. Some things are so hard to understand. I can't wrap my head around the why. Why did I sign up to come here? Why did my son have the challenges he had? Why couldn't we help him? Why did he have to pass on at 23? I I stopped asking those questions because they don't go anywhere. I asked the questions, well, what if? What if there was a lesson in it for me? What if Brendan said, oh, I think I'll teach my mom this lesson? You never know. In my, in my world, I say you never know. And in the things I see and the things I get to experience, I see things all the time in this realm of kind of the out there from this body consciousness and being in that spirit soul consciousness. And so I really encourage you to pause and think about what the unforgiveness might be giving you. And in the same thought process, what would my life be like if I could forgive? I do know your loved one loves you tremendously, and I do know your loved one only remembers the love, and they truly, truly want you to know that they love you. Closing with the Ho'oponopono prayer. It's a beautiful prayer. You can look up the work of Ho'oponopono, but it says, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you, and I love you. And the words, I'm sorry, just simply means I recognize my part in it. I take responsibility. Please forgive me means that you truly are asking for someone's forgiveness. The thank you is the gratitude, bringing gratitude into life. Thank you. Thank you for being able to accept, and I love you. And the words, I love you, in my mind, are the words above all words. Because in the end, love is all we remember. And so, my friend, I'm wishing you peace on your journey. Om Shanti. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you found some comfort in this episode. For more information on the Life After Life podcast and me, Christine Marie, please visit my website at www.christinemarie.com speaks.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and join us for the next episode of Life After Life. Wishing you much peace on your journey.